Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 33, covering the short Three Missing Links. First things first, as usual, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, and ThreeStooges.net mostly to find all the uh, bits of information for these episodes. And I usually watch the shorts on Daily Motion or on YouTube. I've read almost every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts, as well as regurgitating the opinions of others. With that being said, let's get on with the show. Three Missing Links has a running time of 18 minutes and 12 seconds. It was shot over five days from April 7th, 1938 to April 12th, 1938, and then was released to the waiting public on July 29th, 1938. So three months. Curly, Larry, and Moe are the stars. They are the Three Stooges, obviously, for several more years. They're just starting to come into their prime years here. Produced by Jules White. Directed by Jules White. And this was his first directing gig with the boys. He had produced, you know, several, but, uh, so story and screenplay by Searle Kramer, who we have recently covered. So we will move on to the supporting cast. Monty Collins is Herbert Herringbone. He was in 167 films and was a screenwriter for 32. He started in silent pictures. He was called the Dan Aykroyd of his day because he helped others get laughs and was a skilled comedy writer. They probably didn't call him that back then. So, his last credit was for Atoll K, a Laurel and Hardy picture where in the credits he gets, quote, gags by Monty Collins. (laughs) He died of a heart attack in 1951 on the verge of his TV career, unfortunately. So we've got James C. Morton back again. He is B.O. Botswaddle. He of the tarantula hairpiece. <laughs> in a 1935 Hour Gang short, he is playing the piano for the kids. And a gust of wind takes his toupee off. He says, you kids are starting to get in my hair. He says, all exasperated. That's a famous quote of his, evidently. So Jane, Jane Hamilton is Mirabel Mirabel. She was in 20 films between 1933 and 1949. She did one stooge short, this is it, and one stooge feature, Start Cheering, in 1938. Now, that's not a stooge feature, necessarily. It's a feature film in which the the stooges are bit characters, you know, running around doing stuff. So, this is Jane Hamilton. She started out as one of the Goldwyn Girls, which was a dance group. 
And then before that, she was a model at Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills. We have John Lester Johnson as Dr. Baloney Salami. Dr. Baloney Salami. Salami, Salami, Baloney. That's an old Popeye, the cartoon, Popeye cartoon bit. Anyway, his middle name was Leslie, not Lester, but he changed it when he started boxing. He was a boxer. He, in 1916, he broke three of Jack Dempsey's ribs in a no-decision fight. Dempsey would later claim that Johnson won the fight, or should have. His record was 39 wins, 29 losses, and 6 draws. Wow. Uh, they, boxing was way different back then. They would just, anyway. He filmed two stewed shorts. We have Ray Crash Corrigan as the gorilla in this one. He owned and operated Corriganville, which was a working movie ranch in Simi Valley, California. On weekends, it was open to the public, and kids could see stuntmen and Wild West gunfights, and meet stars like Rin Tin Tin and Chief Thundercloud. Uh, while, you know, Dad could have a beer in the movie saloon, just down the road was the Spawn Movie Ranch, which is later was later to be known home to the infamous Manson family, the Spawn Ranch. So Corriganville was subsequently sold to Bob Hope, and he renamed it Hope Town. <laughs> this location was home to early motorcycle races that subsequently turned into motocross. Interesting. The area is now the site of houses and a park. All the sets were lost in fires. Today what remains is known as Corriganville Park, and it features some old landmarks in the park. Um, and signs along a hiking trail point out the historic features of the place. So Crash Corrigan, he did a lot of gorilla parts. He had his own gorilla costumes. I would recommend if you like old Hollywood stuff, look up Crash Corrigan. He was a fascinating dude. He was a crazy character. So Tanner the Lion here starred in, or started in 1934. And for 22 years, he was the lion for MGM, making him the third longest, third longest lived in that role, I guess. He worked for several studios in uh, acting roles, lion acting roles. <laughs> so our short opens on Super Terrific Productions, B.O. Botswaddle, President. And James C. Morton and Monty Collins are wondering where the star Mirabelle Mirabelle is. So enter Jane Hamilton as the aforementioned Mirabelle Mirabelle. Here I am, B.A., why all the huff? They leave for a week in Africa to make jilted in the jungle, and she has to get ready, you know? She says, why go to, why go clear to Africa? The studio alone looks like a jungle. Besides, we can't leave until you get a leading man. He says, she'll be acting opposite a gorilla. And, uh, haven't we got anyone under contract who look like, who looks like an ape? And she says, no, not even your relatives. And he comes back with, oh, pretty fresh, eh? She looks like she's reading the lines a little bit, uh, but then she seems natural kind of in other, you know, in like almost in the same little scene. I don't know. Her, uh, her mid-Atlantic accent is, uh, is kind of odd. Is she British? Is she American? You know, she's very attractive though. She only worked a short period of time. So who knows? Anyhow, the three of them, uh, go, go sit down to go over the script when knock, knock, in come the boys. 
amazing. You look at Larry in his t-shirt and he's in great shape. Who knew? You know, Mo is only a little bit stockier than Larry. Um, and even Curly, I've mentioned this several times. He isn't as big as folks are today. But uh, Larry really blew me away when he walked in. He's like, he's just a skinny dude. It's, it's funny, you know. Uh, you always think of the Stooges as kind of short, dumpy guys. But uh... So anyway, they say, can we clean up now? We'll be quiet as a mouse. And Curly says, yeah, deaf and dumb mouse. <laughs> so they say, yeah, just don't disturb us. Which, you know, I guess is the kiss of death when you say that to the Stooges. So they all shush each other and then turn. They knock bro knock Mo with uh, brooms and mops, you know. The boss is already getting married, mad. So they agree to be quiet and they just drop all their gear in a big loud, you know. So it's a great little bit in the office here. Curly uh, dumps, he's cleaning up. Curly's dumping, you know, he's cleaning up the desk and he dumps the inkwell into an empty wine glass. Well, you know, because he wants to clean it out. <laughs> oh, I would pour it in the wine glass. That might be foreshadowing something. So he's uh, he just sweeps all the papers off the desk into the trash, and he gives the boss like a such a messy guy kind of look. Then he he sprays seltzer on the desk and squeezes it off. <laughs> um, it soaks Mo and Larry. Mo hits Larry, but he gets splashed again, and then they go pour a bucket of water down Curly's pants. The amount of water in this guy's office is just, just incredible. Curly dances. He's going crazy from the water in his pants. He hits Mo, and then he gets all scared. And Mo throws the bucket, and it smashes the glass door. And uh, he says, that'll cost us a month's salary. But Morton stands up and says, no, it won't. They get, they get all excited, and then he fires them. And then they cry for a second chance. Please, please, we're not really janitors. We're actors. Curly says, yeah, they're the greatest animal impersonators in the world. Larry says, we're colossal. Mo says, we're terrific. And Curly says, we're even mediocre. Ah. Curly says, uh, here's uh, an impression of a chicken with its head cut off. And then he does the curly bit on the ground, spinning around. He does the worm. Ah. Monty asks if he can kill him just once. Curly says, oh, ungrateful, eh? And barks. He's pounding his chest. So Morton is happy that uh, he calls Curly the missing link. And Curly says, thank you, you know. And then he says, look at the other two, Neanderthal men straight from the Stone Age. Curly says, ah, oh, fired and hired in one day. Thanks, B.O. And they all toast to Africa. Uh, so Curly's been hired to uh, to do the, the, the gorilla part that they need. Curly toasts to deepest, darkest Africa and then drinks the ink from earlier. He says, good cordial. <laughs> and away we go. In Africa, the boys, Jane and Monty, are looking for the safari. Curly says, maybe they got safari ahead. We'll never catch them. Eh, they find the equipment. We see Curly is now wearing snowshoes to help walk in the bush, I suppose. The porters have been paid in advance and have abandoned the chute. Monty tells the boys to find some water and he'll make Jane comfortable. Uh -huh. So Curly shakes a tree and the three of them just get soaked from the leaves, you know. Um, they chase and Curly runs into a tree. It shakes. <laughs> it must be a rubber tree. <laughs> That's mine. That's not in the short. So Mo accidentally backhands Larry and then apologizes, which is rare. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, kid, you know. But then Curly sees a hut and the sign reads, Dr. Baloney Salami, medicine man. Hours two to five or by appointment. <laughs> not much has changed doctors-wise, I guess, or hours-wise for doctors. 
<laughs> John Lester Johnson comes out now. He's got a top hat and a medicine man wardrobe. He invites them to supper. I think he kept saying Buana. The lines for black people back then left a little bit on the table. <laughs> uh, they rush for supper in his hut. And we find out that dinner is nice, fat missionary. Then he starts poking and prodding Curly. And he says, you'll make a nice stew. And the boys are afraid, but Curly finds a bowl of this of love candy. And uh, he says, uh, make big, strong love. And Curly says, maybe it'll make Mirabelle love him, love me. And he eats a handful of it. So he pays the doctor who goes to a cash register behind an animal skin. <laughs> he, uh, he then turns and he tries to cut off Curly's head. And Curly pokes him in the eye, and the and the, uh, the boys run away. They crash into the same tree from earlier and shakes like crazy. Mo says, wake up, kid. He'll make soup out of you. His voice is sped up and, which, and much higher than usual, which is weird. Just at least in that, in the one maybe that I saw. But they're overdubbing it, you know. So back at camp, there are tents set up, and Mirabelle is brushing her hair. As the boys set things up, you know, Curly goes to give Mirabelle some love candy, but Moe stops him and says, get to work. Curly's funny here, complaining, stop it all the time, beefing and hollering as he gets to work. <laughs> all the time, beefing and hollering. So Larry is uh, sleeping, standing up, and Curly is pounding stakes in the ground, and they keep popping back up out of the ground. He goes back and forth with them for a few minutes, and then they just fly out of the ground, shoong, you know. Curly throws himself down and cries. He's and uh, he cries for Mo and Larry. He's just so frustrated. Mo calls him a turnip head and then swings and misses the stake. He crushes Curly's hand after he says, "I'll do it." You know. Then they switch places again, and Mo says, "You aren't out for revenge, are you?" Curly says, "I never hit anybody in my life." And then Mo gets his face so close to the stake, it's just ridiculous. Curly misses, and mud sprays in Mo's face. They always have the blackest mud. Even Larry gets mud on him from the, the hammer sprat, splatting down on the ground. So even Larry gets it, and he, Curly apologizes, and Moe sledgehammers him. Larry will drive him now, you know. The rope breaks from the tent, and Curly goes flying. He lands on Moe, drives him into the ground. Moe thinks it was a truck. <laughs> so we cut to three in a bed. Tanner the lion comes in and starts licking the boy's feet. I'll bet that feels weird, a lion licking your feet. So Mo starts laughing and he wakes up. Now Curly's being tickled. The lion roars and they hit Larry and, you know, wake up and go to sleep. I always love that line. Larry says, I don't snore. I stayed awake all last night to see if I snore and I didn't. <laughs> they see the lion and run away and the, the tent is still on them. Uh, the, this could be the ending the way, the way they did it. it. It could be the ending of a short and short on television. I wouldn't doubt it at all. They did all sorts of crazy editing for TV. And that, that little scene where they run off with the tent could definitely have been, you know, edited into something. So the, the director is dressing the set as Mirabelle. Mirabelle walks up in her fur Jane from Tarzan kind of number. How do I look? You know, she looks great. The boys are getting dressed in their furs and Curly in his gorilla outfit. Mo says, aren't you lucky? You get to make love to Mirabelle. Ah, making love must have meant something a little milder back then. Curly says, I'm the Robert Taylor type here. He was a leading man from back then. Curly finished getting dressed as a real gorilla wanders nearby. Curly is so excited to be in the picture, you know. At first I think he was, I was thinking that this scene was, uh, was going to be problematic because Curly's going to drug this girl. And, uh, then I remembered, well, they still all believed in love potions, you know, and, 
And this is, uh, this is that. Love potions. Not. So the gorilla comes on set and they all think it's curly. This is the scene, he says. You're kneeling at her feet. Yes. You get up and club the gorilla. Yes. You understand? No. Curly understands, Mo says. The director says, well, that'll help some. <laughs> Funny delivery there from Monty. They start filming. They bash the gorilla. Their clubs break and he smashes Mo and Larry. Monty says, it's marvelous. Keep it up. And Mo and Larry start yelling at the gorilla. You don't have to overdo it, you know. We're only acting. The gorilla retreats into a cave for the second, for a second and uh, Curly comes wandering out of the tent. Mo and Larry see him smoking a cigar and they realize that the real gorilla is behind them. They grab Jane and run away. So Monty realizes it's a real gorilla too when Curly asks, what should I do now? He runs away, leaving Curly standing there. Curly sees the gorilla and thinks it's Mo trying to horn in on his job. <laughs> he kicks the gorilla who knocks Curly down. Mo and Larry come to help so Curly doesn't get killed, which is very heroic of them. Both gorillas are in the cave and Mo throws coconuts. When the gorilla comes out, they'll blast him. Curly knocks out the gorilla with a rock in the cave and runs out. Mo and Larry fire, shooting off each other's hats. And they, but they learn that the gorilla's out cold in there and they're gonna go inside and shoot it. But both guns jam. Curly sees the gorilla come out and he runs off. So now they think it's Curly behind them, not the real gorilla. I'm not me, Curly says. And Mo says, that's fine grammar for you. I'm not me. Then they realize that they've been, they've gotten it mixed up again. The gorilla chases the boys who run to the medicine man's hut. They chase a run around it a couple of times and finally they break in. Confusion abounds as the boys let the real gorilla in by mistake now. Mo and Larry just faint away. Then they wrap themselves up in furs and skins and Curly breaks into the hut. It's a pretty funny scene as Curly's trying to take off his mask and the gorilla is mimicking him, take, trying to take its own head off. <laughs> Curly gives it the bowl of love candy to keep it away, but Curly eats it to show that it's safe. So Curly is suddenly now in love with the gorilla and uh, it breaks off out of the hut and runs off with Curly chasing it, calling it baby. Come back, baby. And that's the end. <laughs> So this is the fourth of 16 shorts with three in the title. It's also the first to be directed by head of the shorts department, Jules White. And it's also the first of five to feature a gorilla. One more set of numbers. It's the third of six to feature a lion. Numbers are fun. <laughs> you can see the shadow of the boom mic on the tent when Larry, when the mud hits Larry, when they splash it up. In the Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters, a picture from 1954. They use the joke about staying up all night to see if they snore. And the scene in The Office is featured in Lethal Weapon 2 in 1989. Uh, Mel Gibson is a big Stooge fan. The opening titles list Naba in the cast. Naba was the nickname of the gorilla suit character, whatever, played by Ray Crash Corrigan. He was one of the few actors renowned for playing apes and gorillas. Corrigan's successor was a man named Steve Calvert. So they were basically the two guys that did gorilla suits. So anytime after 1948 there's a gorilla, it's Steve Calvert. And anytime there's a gorilla in a picture before 1948 or up to 1948, it is usually, most likely, Ray Crash Corrigan. Interesting little factoid. So this one gets an 8.03 on 3stooges.net. 
And yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five on this one. It's it's only it's okay. It's okay. It's not it's not great. So I guess that's gonna do it. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, Mutts to You. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Go to anchor.fm if you want to make your own podcast. It's a great free site that takes a lot of the guesswork out of podcasting. It monetizes everything easily. All that stuff shares it to all the major uh, podcasting repositories. So please rate and review the show if you like it, wherever you listen to it. Or go to Apple if you can and rate the show. Rate it five stars. If you don't like it that much, then just you don't have to rate it. That's cool. If you're not a fan, like I said, just leave it alone. Anyway, I have been your host and chief knucklehead, Gabriel Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios in the back of the house. See you next time. Bye.